All right, so um, name's Alex Carver, uh, VMware Solutions Architect at Pure Storage. Um, guess there it is. Um, what we wanted to go ahead and do today is kind of talk about migrating from, from RDMs to VVOLs um, and even for those Windows failover clusters because that's prior to ESXi 6.7 update 2 or update 1 technically, uh, there wasn't any support for it. So a lot of the reasons customers had not to move off of RDMs to VVOLs was because of, well, I have a Windows failover cluster, I can't move up there. And so I wanted to kind of go through that, yes, it is supported and yes, you can do it. Um, just wanted to make sure that that information starts getting out there. Now, while I try to be pretty vendor agnostic, some of the workflows you do have to be on a flash, like you need to go into your storage array to do with VVOLs or script it out. So there will be some screenshots and video parts with a storage or flash array, but always consult with your vendor on the specific workflows for them if you don't have that pure storage. All right, so why convert to RDMs? The big thing here is, is there's a lot of different features within VVOLs that you'll be able to utilize um, uh, moving there. One has been storage policy-based management, being able to apply a storage policy with the specific settings and um, features there. Uh, insight from vSphere directly to storage, like you have an idea of what volumes are on the array, you, you can actually see the performance per volume for them, no longer trying to identify which VMs causing the different workloads or which SQL servers you know, hammering the array. You can actually utilize uh, some managed snapshots and array-based snapshots. The exception is, well, with Windows failover clusters because of those um, shared uh, SCSI controllers, or SCSI controllers in shared mode, uh, you won't be able to take those managed snapshots. But you can still leverage array-based snapshots from the storage policies um, and have different integrations within, so, such as importing a data VVOL to another VM. So kind of doing a database refresh to your dev or staging environment and then ability to use PowerCLI or VRO to actually do a test failovers, failovers, those sort of kind of uh, workflows. So some of those uh, integrations, kind of within our plugin, you have the ability to actually do the import, create snapshots, overwrite, restore, those kind of things that's built directly within our plugin. You know, we'll have some additional features as well, and other vendors, you know, have different features within their own um, kind of vCenter management plugins too. All right, so what are your options? How do I get there? Now, unfortunately, with um, migrating from you know, RDMs to VVOLs, especially with those Windows failover clusters, there's going to be a little bit of downtime. Now, part of that happens to be what method you kind of use, and if your SCSI controllers are shared or not shared. If they're not shared, you can just convert from PRDM to VRDM, and then storage vMotion. That's it. So it's just the amount of time it takes for you to convert the PRDMs to VRDMs, so physical RDMs, virtual RDMs, and you can be able to do that. Um, the other part is if you don't really need the boot volumes, just copy out the RDMs and overwrite a VVOL VMs things. Now, with SCSI controllers being shared, like if you don't need the OS boot volume, you can go ahead and just you know copy those out. Um, if you actually need the boot volumes, there's some different processes. So we're at, I actually have a demo that goes through these different processes um, or kind of workflows. Uh, so basically what you're going to do is you're going to be creating placeholder VVOL VMs and kind of moving everything over there and just pausing it at one node at the time. And this will minimize the amount of downtime you have. Um, so yeah, let's just actually just get to the video because uh, I can talk about all that stuff that I just went through. <laughs> so. <clears throat> Initially what I have is a Windows failover cluster that has a file service on it. So there's a file server role, um, it's just a two node cluster using RDMs. Conveniently named, 
RDM WSFC VM01. So what I'm doing right now is I'm creating placeholder VMs, and that's actually going pretty fast. So what, what I want to do is I want to make a VVOL VM that has the same kind of uh, you know, CPU, memory, those sort of things as my initial RDM VMs or the SQL. And so I'm going through there, making sure same network, everything kind of matches. Fun thing with this, you can actually utilize PowerCLI to pull that information and just orchestrate it that way, which I have done. Um, and now once that's created, well, I already have all the settings, let me just go clone it and give it a different name. Because there's no virtual disk with these, there's no VMDKs, because I'm gonna be importing them from the other one, uh, from the existing RDM uh, VMs. And so, pretty easy on that part. Now what I wanna do now is I wanna actually access the VM, and I wanna go ahead and pause one of the nodes, ideally whichever one doesn't have the role on it already, so you don't have any necessary failovers there. And so I'm just logging in here. You can also use PowerShell and remote PowerShell to actually do all this stuff too, but for demo's sake, it's there. So I already have one paused. Um, so I go ahead and access this. I shut it down. Now the reason I wanna do this is because I'm actually just gonna copy the boot VMDK just within the UI itself. I'm just copying it over and basically importing it to the VVOL VM itself. And so now that it's down, I check it. Hey, the roll's still up. No downtime, no outage. No one's yelling at me or saying, sending angry emails. Now I go ahead and navigate to the VMFS data store that, that VM's on. Well, there it is. And then I find the boot volume. Well, there it is right there. And I just copy it. And so now I go find where the VVOL uh, data store storage container is that that VM that I created is on. Find it and then go ahead and import it. And so while that's kind of going through, um, do I actually? Yeah, I think I go ahead and create the different placeholder VMs. No, I wait for it to finish. So after the import's done, I power back on the other VM, I can unpause it, make sure everything's good and healthy, and I, I'm good to go. But now what I'm gonna do here is I'm gonna actually create, uh, import it, so the boot volume's there, and then what I'm gonna also do is create the placeholder, like data VVOLs essentially for the quorum witness and the uh, whatever data VVOL, in my case, a file server, or CSV, whatever. And the, you wanna make sure that they match the right size because I'm gonna overwrite those ones eventually on the flash array from the existing RDMs and overwrite them. So they need to match the size. And so I'm gonna, did I, yeah, I should have done that part of it. Or did I only import it there? Ah. Any case, now I'm pausing the other one, kind of going through the same process. Um, and then that one's being kind of finicky, so I had to refresh a bunch to show that it was running. Anyways, I made sure that the role was still up there, then went ahead and shut down the VM itself. And then once the VM is shut down, I can do that same VMDK copy that I did with the first VM. Same kind of workflow, you know, um, and that part of it. So find it copy it over and actually when this one is copying that's when I pop into the other VM and create the placeholder VVOLs for the Windows failover cluster. Um, so here we go I select the VVOL container that I want to copy it to and it copies out. Alright now I go back to that original one now I'm going to go ahead and create the one gig quorum witness and then I'm going to create I think it's a 250 uh, gig uh, data VVOL that I have for the file server. And I'm going to actually set the SCSI controllers the way it's supposed to be. So now what this does with VVOLs, because this VM is using VVOLs, this will actually create the corresponding data VVOL um, on the flash array for this given VM, having me the ability to leverage array-based copy-out operations 
to overwrite or kind of import those volumes. All right, so now that's done. And so now when I get to this VM, I can go ahead and edit it. I'm gonna add the existing disk for its boot volume, but now I can go ahead and then share those volumes like you would for any Windows failover cluster with RDMs. So you're gonna be working the same exact workflow, finding the VM and that sort. So now that's the boot volume. Now I go and add an existing volume and I start sharing those uh, placeholder VM or uh, data vvols that'll eventually be overwritten. So our quorum witness and our uh, you know, data. Um, here we go, same process. <clears throat> Just make sure you select the right one and find it, but I get it right there, get it there, and we're good to go. Now I wanna make sure the SCSI controllers match and everything there. Now the nice thing with all these different processes, you can orchestrate it. Um, you can do this actually through PowerCLI with all these different operations that you're running through, and so if, if you, had a different workflow where you don't wanna just click a bunch of buttons or you're gonna be working through a lot of these ones, it is something that you can kinda of do that way too. And so now I'm just actually going to offline the disks and or stop the roll, offline the disks, get everything into a, a, a consistent state and then shut down the VM. That way Windows isn't mad about me or saying that metadata isn't consistent or whatever nonsense that the different file systems will have, but this way I know that everything is fine. Now, conversely, once I stop those rolls and offline the disks, I technically don't even need to shut down the VM, but because I was confident in my ability to do it, I went ahead and went that far. But if you still wanted to make sure that if you needed to roll back to it or online this one really quickly to minimize your downtime, you could. Now, once that VM is off, I'm actually gonna go to the flash array now. So I'm gonna locate my RDMs first. And once my RDMs are found, I'll go ahead and um, then uh, grab the vgroup VMs too, or the, find the vgroup, our volume group that associates with the VM, and copy down the data volume uh, name and so forth. And then I'll just do the overwrite operation itself. Let's see. Yeah, so now I'm gonna get the volume group and so there's the data volumes. Notice it's still one gig and 250 gig. And so now I, those other tabs that I opened up for the RDMs, I can just go ahead and copy and overwrite them. And so if you see here, I do a copy and I select that volume group for that VM. And then I'm able to then go ahead and enter this and I overwrite it because I wanna, this is my new data that I'm moving over there. And so I'll do that same thing for the other one. And then what I'll do is I'll come over here and I'm gonna power them on. They powered on successfully, that's good news. That means the boot volume's actually copied over. And then once inside uh, there, oh, I actually did this in reverse order. You should make your anti-affinity rule before powering them on. Um, I got lucky and they powered on the right hosts. But yeah, make sure your anti-affinity rules are set. But now I, I get in here, I open up the, um, uh, the administra Windows administration tool for failover cluster manager, and I just go ahead and online everything. <clears throat> and just pop over, yeah, well, there we go. And sure enough, everything's okay and everything's healthy. Um, one thing is that because the IDs themselves did actually change, you're gonna get a warning saying, hey, UUID's different, you know, something happened. Well, yeah, of course that happened. I imported it to a different storage device itself. So that's why you get that warning. So 
Um, really, the, the process itself can be orchestrated pretty well with PowerCLI and so forth, or uh, with Python or whatever your orchestration one uh, goes through, or you can do it manually like that if you want to make sure nothing bad happens. <laughs> but I mean, the, the downtime really is however long it takes you to copy out those volumes on, on the flash array itself. So you can minimize your downtime quite a bit versus doing those storage vMotions and stuff like that, um, if it's shared ones and, and that. But, um, more information for this is here, and I also have a blog that some of this information will be popping onto as well. And so, hoping to get a lot more information about um, uh, Windows failover clusters on vVols pushed into our KBs. Nothing right now, but a couple drafts for that. But um, if you have any questions, you can grab me on the side. I'll be here for 20 minutes or so before I have to run off to another one. So, thank you.